0: On this Spielman and Hooley we tackle life podcast. They can, yeah, a lot of. If you get invited to Portsmouth, uh, yes, absolutely.
1: So I, I just think that uh, good for him. I hope he makes an NBA team. I hope he's got a chance to live his dream. Uh, the cool thing for all these guys, Bruce, that that don't uh, get drafted by the NBA, they have so much more uh, opportunities. Uh, overseas, I mean, how great is that? You can go to Australia, you can go to Turkey, you can go to Israel, Greece, Germany, uh, China. Oh, yeah. Well, China. China. Yeah, maybe not China. Yeah, we, maybe not
0: China yet. But uh, hey, we uh, might be getting back in the game here. I don't know if China's back in the game. Wouldn't trust them if they said they're back in the game. Good morning, everybody. We're back in the game. It is a Monday edition of the Spielman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast. Sun coming up, birds chirping. Another week of quarantine, but maybe we're headed in the right direction. We'll give you the details on that momentarily. Mr. Spielman joining us by phone as we are continuing to observe uh, all social distancing uh, recommendations from the government. And, boy, you had quite a weekend, sir, Saturday, selling your Big Ten championship ring. And then Sunday, uh, I can't wait to hear the drama involving eBay.
1: Okay, well, let's start with Saturday. It actually, uh, selling all my stuff on ebay as you know to raise money for what we got going and i want people to know i appreciate their offers to donate but donate to something local i'm going to try to do this and because they can't write we're not a a charity we're
0: just
1: we're just taking it in and throwing it out
0: now are we going to establish because you and i talk on the phone all all weekend with your lovely wife carrie who's really doing a great job great job behind the scenes helping us through all the different possibilities I thought we were going to establish a digital link where people can give, and uh, because a lot of people say I can't afford a ring for twelve thousand, I want to give a yeah. little bit of money. But you've decided because you feel this on a personal level that forty thousand dollars is an important number to you.
1: It, it is, and but I, I also think that you know people can donate to wherever they are locally, or to call a friend up and ask them if he needs gas money for. Correct for the week. And I think that you can have a bigger impact personally on some, that's just a suggestion. Yeah. You know,
0: we, uh, we had a guy, a gentleman from Michigan last week who, who reached out via direct message. And I said, make a donation to the mid Ohio food bank. And he did. And he yeah. sent me the receipt from the mid Ohio food bank, There are food banks everywhere.
1: And they all need donations yeah. right now. So that's what I want to encourage people to do. I, we can do this in with your help and with Carrie's help we can do this. But anyway, so a guy actually here in Columbus uh, bought the ring, and I get to save on the shipping and handling because I'm going to. Uh, I got a date when I'm in the time where I'm going to meet him and hand deliver the ring with proper social distancing protocols. Yeah, but it, it will be sterilized and it'll be you know very quick and uh, I was so grateful for for this gentleman and had a great conversation with him. And he he's he almost felt bad for taking the ring and i said i don't feel bad no. I mean, you know because because his number one goal is he sees our vision right and he believes in our vision and and i said i said okay so we talked and said how about we do a deal that when you die and when i die if you want just uh give the ring back to my family and one of his children knows one of my children so he said, "You got my word." I said, "Great, we got a great deal going here." Mm-hmm. Then Nick Foligno, uh texted me, and you know how excited I was about that. Yes, said, Nick Foligno, <laughs> captain of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and said he'll match that uh, price of the Buffalo Bills jersey. So it was a great weekend. We, I think, we're up to um, sixteen thousand dollars now, Bruce, which is amazing. That so is amazing. I know we can get the, I know we can get the forty, and I have some other stuff coming and. Uh, it was a great day on Saturday. Then yesterday I woke up to find out that my auction was shut down, baby. Shut yes. That stuff down. <laughs>
0: yes. You had oh, on auction, you had your uniform, your throwback Lions uniform, super sweet uniform with the uh, Honolulu blue jersey, silver numbers, silver pants, and your Pro Bowl watch from 1994. Right. And, and that was that was cooking, that was moving up. You know, the 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 Madden jacket brought what, 2500 bucks, something
1: like that. 20 Yeah, 2500 for that. The
0: Bills jersey was like 700, 650 ish.
1: No. Bills jersey went for
0: 1125. Nice. And Nick matched that and then the 12,000 yeah. for the Big 10 championship ring. So we're rolling. And you got your yeah. uniform up and everything and it's going and then you're shut down and I, the word I saw on the screenshot was you're a threat.
1: I was a threat to a positive buying and selling experience for the eBay community. (laughs) And so this, (laughs) well, obviously. Okay. I thought I was talking to a human being, but I'll, I'll go into the story. Yeah. I have a second. Yeah. So this, this started dude. that. I was just looking at my thing. I said, well, let me try to Twitter them directly and say, Hey, can I just please talk to somebody, you know? And, you get a phone call, you get a phone call, you get the answer machine. Um, Well, you know, due to COVID, we're not taking phone calls, but you can get in the chat room. So I couldn't get into it. I tried everything. I had a friend that's a little more savvy IT wise call me and says, Mm -hmm. how can I help? Mm -hmm. He gets on a chat room, he's talking to somebody, then all of a sudden that goes nowhere. Finally, Carrie and I get into a chat room and we're having this conversation. And we're asking a question. They go, yeah, here's a number you can call, but by the way, your account's been uh, suspended uh, permanently. This decision will not change. Wow. And I was so frustrated. And I'm you know, i really doing a better job at this point in my life of controlling anger and just trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. I really have improved. I mean, I'm being dead serious about that. Yeah. Uh, I've really improved in that, but I was so frustrated. So I said, okay, well, I gotta explain to people why all of a sudden, because it makes me look like an idiot. It cut me off at the knees. Sure, it makes me look uh, illegitimate and like why do he pulls auction stuff down? So the only recourse that I had was to say, what I said on the Twitter was that, you know, unfortunately eBay cut me down because they considered me a threat and not promoting a positive buying and selling. Experience and I said, I, ne- I didn't say anything else. I didn't say anything bad about eBay. I just relayed the conversation mm-hmm. that I had with eBay and I said, This won't deter me. I promise we'll still reach our goal 40,000 if I find another platform. Then I hit that on Twitter and that received something like 300 or 400,000 impressions or whatever. Then I had a couple of people retweet it that are powerful people in the media. So yesterday about four, I get a call from Salt Lake city and it's a guy from eBay.
0: Did it just show eBay? up on your phone? Salt Lake city call or what?
1: Yeah, yeah. Did you get any heads up that it was coming? No, 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 not at all. I'm surprised you answered
0: it. A lot of times you those look like spam calls.
1: Well, well, I, I kind of, when I saw the reaction on Twitter, I anticipated that maybe somebody will call. Yeah. And Carrie was wise enough to say, "Just you know, that might be eBay," and it was. And the guys told me that this was a backend problem, and it was machines answering my questions. Where well, here, I was thinking I was talking to a person. How naive of me! Mm-hmm. Off of email, right? Mm-hmm. The machines mm-hmm. emailing me. Yeah, which is crazy. It's like a robot. Yeah. And so um, I said, "Look, I, I I can't talk to you right now. I'm I'm really." not interested you guys made me look like an idiot and i don't i don't know what you guys are doing but you know you you can't take the time if if i'm making you money and i got pictures of myself holding a uniform isn't there somebody there to google it real quick to see, hey yeah it's chris it's good to go uh but no right so then another person calls about two hours later now this is an 801 so this is san jose calling. okay So San Jose is where, you know, the, what that eBay community, you know, all the technical companies that, and yeah, and uh, I talked to her. And so then I said, look, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to put my wife on the phone. She'd like to have some words with you. Mm -hmm. So, So Carrie ends up talking to them and Carrie made sure, okay. Now I'm assuming you're gonna waive all your fees, right? If we come back.
0: Ooh, nice carry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so we get to keep ten because they take ten percent off every sale. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's your business. Model. Sure, that's how great. they make that's money. Fine. Yeah, that's how they do it. And so they're gonna waive all their, their fees. Uh, then um, then all right, we, we work that out. I threw out another text, just talked to Google, they apologize, they're gonna waive all their fees. The auction will be up and running sometime today probably this evening the auction will be up and running and another phone call comes mm. and this is from uh ebay sports memorabilia department and now i'm ready to talk okay so maybe maybe because it was a sports guy and i could talk to him and and we talked and he you know they're, they're very apologetic and you know they want to do the right thing i said i don't blame you guys it's just you know it's just the system you have set up you guys are all very nice and I so much respect you for reaching out and calling me to, to fix this and to write this wrong. Then I asked them, Well, in lieu of anything else, now can you make a donation to the Spielman Fund? Nice. And I explained I explained to him what the Spielman fund was. And and so uh in some time in the future, uh a time to be determined to be de- determined, uh they're going to make a a donation to the to the Spielman fund. So that ended last night around, mm, I think it was 10 or 11 o'clock sometime. So it went from eight to 11, that odyssey that Carrie and I went on with uh, eBay. Well, awesome. It all worked out in the end because good things happen when people talk to people, not machines.
0: That's right. That's, uh that's great that, uh, you know, you were willing to have the conversation and you waited for them to contact you and, uh, they obviously were getting pushback from people on Twitter, on social media, wherever that you never would have heard from anybody. I mean, anybody who's tried to interact with Facebook uh, and I've had my Buckeye Maven sports illustrated Facebook page suspended twice. You're impersonating. I'm like impersonating like, no, no, I have a contract. I work for these people. Well, you can't get anybody to talk to you. And if eBay called you twice on a Sunday, you know, they were getting all kinds of pushback.
1: Well, I, I think, you know, we, we talk about how kind of Twitter can be evil yeah. sometimes. And right. It can well be. this was and it, it can be very good because I tweeted out and I meant this with all my heart. Uh, I thanked everybody for their support and um, this would not have happened without all of you, all the responses. Mm-hmm. And and I mean the responses were were vicious. Jordi yeah. <laughs> eBay. Oh yeah. <laughs> and 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 I, and I, one thing I kept thinking of, and I was trying to think of what I can hashtag, and I hashtagged the power of the people because that's what it was. Mm-hmm. It was a movement mm-hmm. that I thought I would never be a part of or something. But to get a major company like eBay and have their executives call you, something happened yep. and the word got to them. So it all worked out in the end. And, and I, in, you know me, and you know me longer than anybody around here in Columbus that i'm a second chance guy right i mean Mm -hmm. i once i get my wits about me and get my frustration out then i'm all about giving everybody a second chance so we're going to give them a second chance and the auction will be up and running and the first item up will be that uh, throwback uniform from 1994 along with the pro bowl watch because which uh, coincides with that year so and that uniform means a lot to me i mean that was really a cool thing that we did that year that the whole NFL did. And I probably had my best game as a lion in that uniform on a Monday night against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas when we won the game. So that that uniform means a lot to me, uh, but I think it would mean a lot to somebody else. And it's more valuable sitting in their house than it's sitting in my house.
0: Well, I think this is wonderful that the gentleman who purchased your Rose Bowl ring is uh... – Cognizant of the fact that it could have great sentimental value to, uh, you know, a grandchild, a child, something like that. And, uh, that his heart is that he just wanted to, he had the means yeah. and he wants to give to it. And so the people who buy these things, um, are, <laughs> they're not villains. They're not like, po- they're uh, heroes. They're heroes. Yeah. They're helping, uh, us do what, uh, you feel. Uh, very strongly about, and I'd like for you, if you could, because you shared with me, um, you have a very strong feeling um, about this and why the number 40 is significant and the fact that, uh, you know, 40,000 is a big number to you. Can you just share a bit about that?
1: Sure. Um, I was thinking and actually praying about, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And what kind of number can I raise? And when do I stop? And when do I keep going? And I said, "What? And how much can I actually get for my stuff?" You know. Mm -hmm. And so, all of a sudden, I'm praying about this, and God put into my head the number forty, because I it was we're we're coming into the end of Lent, as you know, Mm -hmm. and Lent is forty days. In Italian, I believe the word quarantine or comes from Italian means forty plus the biblical significance of the number 40. So mm-hmm. 40,000 came into my head and I said, well, what else can we do? Well, this is going to impact people for a long time. I said Bruce and I can give away 40 or $1,000 for the next 40 weeks. Now that happened started um, we're going to get 40,000 by the end of I, I mean we started out with Four hundred the first week, four hundred mm-hmm. the second week, one thousand the third week. But we'll get to forty thousand, and that should end sometime by the end of January, early next February. So the, for the, basically the next nine and a half ten months, mm-hmm. for every single week we're going to give away a thousand dollars. And it, and I want people to know that it, it This is not. It's not five hundred one C three or three C whatever. What is it five hundred one C three. Yeah, it's not a 501c3. You're not. I'm not writing this off. They're not writing it off. Um, the money's coming in, and it's going out, and we're going to have uh, all the stuff necessary to give to my accountant, and everybody's going to win. But you're exactly right. I mean, the people that buy this, they. The guy was telling me that bought the ring. This was so cool. He says, Chris, I've been blessed beyond belief, and this is. What you're doing is awesome. And, you know, I thought to myself, I mean, this is a guy that is overpaying for something for a greater good. And I want, like, if somebody would want to give it back, I don't want that. That's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. This is about you getting something, me getting something, and the people getting something. It's a win-win-win. There's a three-way win here, you know? I wouldn't, if, I wouldn't put it up if it didn't hurt, and there's something to be said about sacrificial giving, you know that that's it, it. There's something to be said about that when you give something up that means something to you for a greater good. You know, if 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 I had a if I had forty thousand dollars extra laying around that I didn't have in my family budget, I would just throw forty thousand in there, easy, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want it to be easy, right? You know, I want to give something up that hurts a little bit because I want to serve a greater good and that and that's what makes it worth it to me because the best way I can describe it is that ring is more valuable on somebody else's mantle than it is mine. It's more it looks look what it's done. Looks what it's done. Mm-hmm. Right? Does that make sense? To yes, you?
0: it does. And I just I think it's so great. I mean honestly, um, you're very kind to include me in this as if I have some part in it and I have a minimal you part. You have
1: in a bait. No you don't.
0: Okay, no, but here let me let me let me just say. So yesterday I'm going through some stuff and I find some things that will have nowhere near nowhere near the value of any of your stuff. But I have found some stuff that I think'll have value to some fan bases around the country. I found a couple programs from the 2007 Fiesta Bowl, the Boise State, Oklahoma Fiesta Bowl. I have somewhere, and I will find it, uh, the front of the Wheaties box that you're on. So Ah. I'm going to, I mean, I, I don't need you to sign a Wheaties box. Hey, Bruce, you're a great guy and love doing a podcast with you and put it on my wall. I got your friendship. I got... We've walked through a lot of things together, man. We've we've been very real and very transparent with each other. I don't need to hang anything on the wall to prove that's special. Right. Somebody else might like to hang that on the wall with your right. signature on it. So I'm going to get that. We're gonna we're gonna get you to sign that. We're gonna I'm going to auction. I'm going to auction the stuff that I have, and I'm going to put that in. I, I probably won't be worth a thousand bucks, but. It's like we've talked about that story of the widow and the two mites. She gave what she yeah. had. I'm going right. to give what I have. I'm going I got a bunch of old Ohio State stuff. I found, you know, programs and bowl guides from the 06 season, the Troy Smith Heisman Trophy season. Somewhere around here I've got some mini helmets. I'm going to sell those. So this is sort of the lesson is just do what you can. Everybody, yeah. do what you can.
1: Where are you going to sell
0: them, at? I'll sell them on eBay, and then I'll get shut okay. down, and then I'll have you call in your friends from Silicon Valley. And...
1: <laughs> My newfound friends.
0: I won't be a threat. Hopefully, I won't be a threat. No, thanks, eBay, for fixing that. Yeah, thanks. They're a yeah. big company. They wouldn't have to fix it. But you know what happened? You know what happened? Their, their computer robots, there was so much pushback that an alarm went off, and a human had to pay attention to it. That's what
1: happened. Well, it's a bad look for them. Very bad. When no, when there's cans of Lysol on their eBay sites for a can of Lysol for 150, 200 bucks.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: And 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 they keep that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they won't. uh, But I, I, you know, they were they, they had no. They the thing is they didn't make any excuses. They apologized. Yeah. You know there there was no excuses. They apologized and they agreed and. It was it was very cordial and a very professional and very honest conversation because I let them know that you know you, 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 this is not the way to do business. I, I, and who am I to tell eBay how to do business? But I said I know this. This is not the way to do business. The other thing, you know, you you are a big part of this because you know you're making the contacts with the people. You and Carrie are getting the money out to the people and that's the important thing you know that's that's the thing i want to make sure that we continue to do this in a timely manner and yep. that we do it weekly and that's the that's what your role is and your role is to kind of organize and lead this thing and and uh, promote it and you're handling all the details and I can't do that stuff. I'd have yeah. things everywhere, man. You, you'll we each have our strengths. That's yeah. not my strength. Do what you and can so, do.
0: That's the motto. Yeah. Do what you can do. Yeah. And today four checks for $250 for four money orders for $250. We'll be going out to the winners that we drew on Friday. You're listening to this for the first time. You're saying, well, what are you guys going to use the money for? It's for COVID-19 relief people out of work and the numbers are staggering on the number of people out of work. I think the numbers I heard, Previous high weekly jobless uh, lo- job loss in the U.S. until this situation was 650,000. Previous high ever in a week. Lost jobs in the United States. Great Depression, everything. 650,000 in a week. We've had in successive weeks numbers adding up. I forget, forget if it was 4 million the first week and 6 million the next or 6 and then 4. But it's 10 million people. 10 million out of work. Uh, small businesses which employ 15 billion no excuse me the restaurant industry largest mm-hmm. private employer of people in the United States 15 billion workers in the restaurant industry seriously impacted they're doing takeout their business is down at least 50% so that's why there's a need 15 billion
1: for Bruce 15 billion or 15 million
0: 15 said- billion people is what i've heard how many? No, that can't be right because there's only 327 million no. yeah, in the United I was, States. I, I was, I was yeah. trying to give all you a right. chance to fix. It yeah, there, thanks. But... Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I'm fake news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll stop right there. Okay, so 15, <laughs> 15 million doesn't sound right. Maybe it was 15 billion is the amount of money that comes I, through I the think restu- restaurant restaurant industry.
1: Think that's probably more accurate. Okay, answer.
0: but anyway, it's a lot of people who work in the restaurant industry. How many people do yes, do, do you all know who work in the restaurant industry? Waiters, servers. And then think of the supply chain. Well, okay, if the restaurant industry is not operating, then the growers who supply the food and the truckers who truck the food and the warehouse workers who move the food on their lift trucks and all that. It is a thing with tentacles, the likes of which we can't even fathom. So that's why there's a serious need to help people buy gas for a week, buy groceries for a week, pay their you know electric bill, keep the lights on, pay the AC bill, whatever. So that's why. So. The upshot of all this is not to pat ourselves on the back. It's to motivate all of you to send us a name of someone. That's all you send have to do. Send us a name of someone you know. Email podcast at gmail.com. You say, I wish I could do something. Email us. You can. You can get the person you know can't win if you don't nominate them. We hope they all win. Okay? So they can't win if you don't nominate them. podcast at gmail.com. Dot com, Our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, official coffee of the Spielman & Hooley podcast, are joining in our effort. Order from Hemisphere, com, and you typically can get 15% off with your discount code. And you'll still get that if you want it. They will, though, uh, they'll kick in 5% more on that. Or if you say, I don't want my discount code, in the comment section say, I heard about you on Spielman & Hooley. They'll donate 20%. To this uh, relief effort, and we'll give that money away. And good for Hemisphere; yeah. they don't care about getting the charitable deduction either. So it's yeah. it's all about just helping people. So uh, that's what we're about, and uh, we'll keep you apprised of that. And we want to thank everybody who's retweeted it, and everybody who keep who everybody who tweeted eBay. Thank you. You helped fix oh, a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you helped fix Man. a problem. You really did. So uh, you know that's that's what uh, we're doing here. It's really cool that Chris. Uh, felt the seed of that burden, and it's spread out. Carrie's doing great work. Hopefully, I'm doing my thing, and you're all doing your thing, and uh, let's just all do what we can, and we'll pull together, and we'll get through it. Uh, I don't want to make this a – first of all, we're not – our specialty is not covering COVID-19, but we'd be remiss if we didn't share with you the things that we know from people who are informed. Uh, I have a doctor friend. I don't want to say his name, but he's very (laughs) – He's an amazing. He's an amazing yeah. person, and he's on the front lines of it. And he sends a very informative text message uh, every night. And I'm seeing this in national news reports this morning as well. He was basically saying last night that this model that they've been using, this uh, predict, prediction model out of the University of Washington, and I'm taking these numbers not from his text but from a news story that I uh, found this morning, that that the, sens- the, the hoped for takeaway from this is that the model has dramatically overstated the impact of the virus. For instance, we're now, as we get more data, the models become hopefully more accurate. The original projection for, uh, New York city, they needed 12,364 ICU beds by this date. Okay. That was the original model. They'll need 12,300 ICU beds. They actually are using, at this moment, 4,376. So they're way down on that. Uh, They're just, the numbers are becoming more accurate. It's not anybody's nefarious scheme or anything. It's, you work with the data you have. The assumption for why the models are perhaps incorrect is that perhaps China was not as forthcoming with all of its numbers originally. So we tried to guesstimate, estimate, you know, and the numbers might be off. So the numbers are hopefully getting more promising. Doesn't mean go out and do whatever you want to do today. I'm not saying that. Just saying we hope that by the end of this week we have good news that we can. the sun may be rising on a new era here in this. We're hopeful. All right, let's get to some sports. Can
1: I just make one comment on that? When this all started, and it goes back to the forty days, and oh, this is our what fourth week in this, basically, right now. Yesterday
0: was our f- was the fourth Sunday. I couldn't go to church, so that's how I'm gazing. Uh, that's how I'm uh, grading it.
1: Okay, I I just made a passing comment to Carrie and the and the kids. As I, I said, I don't know. You know, I know that we're going to be. Pres- the president is saying until April thirtieth, and I think that's just social distancing. But the quarantine, I, I get it. But i just think after easter sunday i really believe with and i have no science no nothing i just have a feeling um after easter sunday we're going to start seeing good things happen and and better news come out and it coincides what is the crucial element in our faith of Mm -hmm. being christian is Without the resurrection there's no Christianity. Yep. It, it would be a it would be a fake um,
0: a house of cards.
1: Yeah, it's just nothing. It, that tears you exact house of cards is beautiful. Without the resurrection we have nothing and, and it's important for us to remember and I heard a pastor I I don't know I've been to every I've been to churches all around this country. I heard a pastor say one time, you got to remember that we're not to Children of God of Good Friday were the children of God of Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't end on Good Friday That's right. And and sometimes I think we all forget. I I I, I don't want to speak for us all sometimes I got to keep reminding myself uh, I'm, I'm not uh, My God isn't the guy hanging on a cross that's my right. God's the guy, guy that rose. Right. You, you know, right. I mean, Jesus is, you, you get my point. Yes, right? we
0: serve a risen Savior. And yeah, he, is in, and he <laughs> is in the world today. Yes.
1: See, you are very useful at times. Good, you hopefully. Are. Mr. Hooley, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, news of yesterday. Well, first of all, let's get to some NFL. Peter King's column this morning says that it appears the NFL draft will be an NFL Network ESPN team production. Uh, that it may, he says something about a telethon, that it might be like round the clock. I don't know what the point of that would be. Uh, He also says they are the NFL working on contingencies of 12 and 14 game schedules. Um, So NFL Network and ESPN, that'll be interesting to come from most likely ESPN headquarters. That might be interesting. Rich Eisen, Daniel Jeremiah, the ESPN people.
1: What are they going to do?
0: They're gonna to combine to do NFL draft coverage. Oh, I don't know why they'd have to combine. Coverage. I mean they can okay. they can they could each do their own draft coverage, but uh you know that's uh, maybe, that's what Peter's uh, writing.
1: But but here I think the thing that's interesting about that, and it, it might be just for at least for a year, I think everybody is going to kind of come together to make it, it work. Then, you know, we get back to normal once things get back to normal. Yeah. And I don't know when that is and when a vaccine comes out or whatever, but I think everybody is trying to do something to be as safe as possible and to get and work together as a team to make sure this goes off because i the more i'm around this the more i believe what the nfl is doing by holding the draft is going to be a good thing i mean people are going to love it you know for whatever issues or quarantine or whatever there's so many NFL fans and so many draft fans, right, Bruce? I mean, it's oh, yeah. pe- people are, are, are passionate about that. That it's going to be a nice escape for him. I actually had a conversation with uh, Rick yesterday, mm-hmm.
0: GM Minnesota Vikings, he, Rick Spielman. He
1: is preparing to do the draft in his house, and he is the only one allowed in the house.
0: Well, that's interesting because I'm looking here at Peter's story and there's stuff in here about security on the draft. What's Rick's concern?
1: Well, he's the only one there. <laughs> I mean, he's, and he doesn't have enough bandwidth in in his house. It's not capable, right, of what Ugh. they have to, the the spaceship that they have to set up, right? It's like the, his house is going to be like the Star Trek Enterprise. You mean he's the only
0: one in his house now? Like everybody else moved out? No, or? no. Okay.
1: He's the only viking personnel oh, person okay. allowed in the house. Okay. Okay. Or like he's it and they got and he's the guy. That's it. There's so he's in communication with everybody else, but it's not like sitting around having 40 people at your beck and call. You're looking around and oh damn, there's my watch I lost yeah. 5 years ago. <laughs> oh, by the way, you got to make a pick here.
0: He might have you he know? might have to get like 12 cell phones and Head to Best Buy we, and buy a bunch of different routers and who knows what to juice up that bandwidth.
1: I, I mean, no, I, I guess their NFL or somebody's got to pay for, I mean, having all this stuff set up in his house.
0: I would think. I would think but there's think, not enough, not a shortage of money at the NFL that they couldn't I, I, set everybody up I, and put them on yeah. a level field.
1: But I think there's, um, I mean, that's definitely a possibility where there will only be one. Each GM will be doing a draft how as I understand it. Now, maybe I misunderstood, so I don't want to be completely quoted or this is fact. This is just I think a possibility that there's going to be one guy doing the draft from each team, you know? And we, and but I, I just think that's the craziest thing. Well, they're all
0: gonna be communicating the same way most of us are communicating via some kind of electronic video conferencing. It's not that one guy will have to fly solo and have no input from his
1: scouts and all that okay. stuff. But let me, what well, let me ask you what happens real quick. I want to put a scenario. <coughs> You're communicating – say Rick's communicating with the um, with George. Chargers. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, just, I got gotcha. you. No, no, with the Chargers. Hey, uh, I want to trade here. And, he, and But, by the way, the Patriots are coming in on the other end, and they want to trade. And, by the way, the Browns are coming in and saying – hey, what about us? How, how how do you do all that within that, that two or three minute time frame if you don't have different people working the phones?
0: Well, I'll give you another scenario in the midst of your scenario. And what if while all that's going on, <laughs> I'm not going to name a team, another team has figured out a way to hack into your conversations? Because we're all communicating via Zoom meeting, and we've all seen the news stories that Zoom got hacked, and people's personal information is at risk. I got an update from Zoom yesterday. It says, you know, now this will beef up our security and all that. Uh, and Zoom is great. I'm not banging on Zoom. I'm just saying we've had a situation in Major League Baseball with the Houston Astros using electronic means to gain a competitive advantage. With all 32 teams, I mean, do you think teams wouldn't love to know what other teams are? thinking about and who they're thinking about drafting that that triggers everything and whether you need to trade up or not trade up.
1: I know one thing. I mean all those guys have great respect for each other, but on that day or on those three days, there's not one GM that trusts another GM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, you yeah, know, right? I mean sure. I don't trust you know, until the deal's done, nobody trusts anybody, right? That's right. That's right. So I, I just think it's an amazing um a a challenge that these guys have but you know what this is what i why i you know what i feel about my older brother Mm -hmm. right i i mean i just what motivates me and he inspires me and he always has and he's he's been the best and it's only rick and i and he's been the the best brother uh, a younger brother could ever have and I got one story I, I want to share because I think it's important, and I think you'll know what it is. But when I was talking to him about this, mm. not one bitch, not one moan, not one complaint. You know, not one
0: mm-hmm. about the draft. Almost, you mean?
1: Yeah, almost a sense of the fight, right? The, the sense of of the challenge to be able to do this. You, you know that at least that's what I sense because, you know, I see what I see in him and I know him very well. And, you know, he's not gonna be throwing his hands up and complaining and whining. He's gonna say, okay, this is what we're doing and I will figure a way out, figure a way how to do it. And that's why I admire him. But the quick story I want to tell you was um, at the calling hours of Stephanie's funeral Mm -hmm. or or at the calling hours, Rick stood by my side, and I stood up the whole time to greet people, and he never, once for whatever it was, eight nine hours I don't remember, but whatever it was, he never left my side. And I get I get a little choked up thinking about yeah, that Yeah, I remember uh, it well. Remember it well. He, he wouldn't go to the bathroom. He wouldn't get anything to eat, and like, he and it it, it wasn't it, and it was something that he didn't say. it it was unspoken, but I could just see it in his eyes that it was, it was such a, uh, this is my little brother thing, you know, and that I ain't, I ain't moving. And there ain't nobody gonna make me move, you know? And to me that, you know, said absolutely everything to me. And he, it wasn't. I didn't even ask him about it. You know, after the fifth hour, I said, "Well, you know, he ain't going anywhere." Yeah. You know, it was. It was just. It was amazing, right? It was one of the. It was the biggest. One of the one of the biggest "I love yous" I ever got in my life without him having to say it. Does that yes, make sir. sense?
0: Yes, it does. I watched it <laughs> every minute. I watched it, and it was powerful to watch.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> So, anyway, and it made an impression on you right away because you mentioned it to me that night. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was I definitely. Did? Okay. Yeah, you did yeah. right away. So, did you I notice? A, yeah. yeah.
1: I think I think it's important that our listeners know um, where I come from and why that, uh, who's been the examples in my life and my mother and my father and, and, and my older brother, who's been the ultimate older brother. Yes, he has. Uh, Let's
0: uh, remind people, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play Podcasts, Ditcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, TuneIn, every podcast platform. We'd love for you to review us on iTunes. It's been a while since we've read a review because we've been engaged in other things and we don't want to add to the length of the show, but we'll get to those iTunes reviews, uh, all of them. It's a great way to get your name read on the air. You can always email us with any of your questions, observations, Podcast at gmail.com. News yesterday afternoon, I was uh, busying myself, Spiels trying to come up with something to write for the SI.com Ohio State site. And so I decided I'd write the five best Ohio State basketball teams not to win a national championship. And I was working on that, and I got it all done, and I posted it. And I looked at Twitter, and Luther Muhammad's transferring. I'm like, Luther, could you have done this two hours ago? You just saved me a lot of work. So, uh, yeah. So, Luther Muhammad. Now, um, this didn't hit me uh, until after I wrote the story about Luther leaving. And people, you know, remember what you remember Wesse, right? Bryce Westfall from uh, yeah. Equipment. Uh, Wesse t- tweeted me this morning. He goes, Luther's a great defender. We all hate to see Luther go. What the heck is going on? And yeah. uh, my response, well, because, you know, DJ Carton's leaving, Alonzo Gaffney's leaving, Caleb Wesson's going to the NBA. They all have. Different reasons for leaving. Okay. Okay. But they all fall under the same umbrella. And I'm going to tell you what the name of the umbrella is. And I don't mean it to be critical. You'll take it as critical, but it's fact. It's personal agendas over team agendas. It's personal agendas over team agendas. DJ Carton wants the ball in his hands. He wants to run an offense. He doesn't want to share time with CJ Walker. He wants to get to the NBA as soon as possible. Alonzo Gaffney wants to play more minutes. Same with Luther Muhammad. He wants the ball in his hand. He's 6'3". His clock's ticking on making himself an NBA player. You can all yeah. you can all say, well, Luther Muhammad's not an NBA player. Well, that's fine. Luther Muhammad thinks he is. He's playing. He's starting 56 games at a Big Ten powerhouse. Why would he not think he's an NBA player? And by the way, you want every player in your program to think they're an NBA player. You don't want them to think, no. eh, well, this is the end of the road for me. No, you want them to aspire to that. And Caleb Wesson... Great players played great for Ohio State, but in, rather than come back and play for the Buckeyes, he'd rather make money. It's not a it's not a criticism to say personal agenda, but it's all it's a personal agenda over a team agenda. It just is.
1: I have no problem. I mean, that's just the reality of it. We we that that wasn't the case ten years ago. It wasn't the case in football. It wasn't the case in basketball. That's the case now. Yep, and that's that's not uncommon in fact that's the norm right i was my daughter macy who who uh is rehabbing her knee and and redshirted as a freshman at bowling green and um uh her team had four girls leave the program they have eight girls on on eight seven or eight girls on scholarship yeah and and, you know they look for opportunities if this is not if it's not a fit or it's not the opportunity then kids transfer because they want to play or for whatever reason they transfer. And that's just the way it is now. And I think everybody is kind of, at least from my perspective, I've adjusted to that. I've come to expect it. Especially like Tate Martell would be the perfect example, right?
0: Tate Martell, Matthew Baldwin. And that's what this is. Basketball. Basketball spiels is like trying to keep 12 five-star quarterbacks happy at once. I mean, at least in football, you got other positions. In basketball, guys are like, well, man, I'm look, Ohio State this afternoon is probably going to grab a kid from Bucknell. Uh, keep, your name, keep your eye on a kid named uh, Jimmy Sotos. I know there's all kinds of reports out there that they're going to get Jamarius Burton from Wichita State. I'd much more strongly put my money on him getting Jimmy Sotos from Bucknell than on Jamarius Burton. They're both guards. They both average about 10 points a game. Neither one of them is immediately eligible unless the NCAA, you know, approves that waiver right away uh, for a one-time transfer. Uh, but, you know, Jimmy at Bucknell, they're going, well, why is Jimmy Sotos transfer? <laughs> he's playing, he's averaging 10 points a game. Because whatever Jimmy Sotos thinks, maybe he wants a higher profile than Bucknell. Who knows? But the deal is, this is, to me, it, it, Luther Muhammad, if there was a word we were going to apply to Luther Muhammad, throughout his first two years at Ohio State, most likely in the conversation for the word we would apply to Luther Muhammad is unselfish, team guy, does the dirty work, right? And that's kind of how we looked at Luther Muhammad, right? Right. Well, this is the antithesis of that. Like, if he's buried on the end of the bench with Alonzo Gaffney, I get it. He's starting 56 out of 64 games. He got suspended a game. This year, and he's right back in his starting lineup.
1: Yeah, because of I mean, his value on defense. Yes, so it's
0: he- not like Luther Muhammad's looking for more minutes, or but he just wants a different role. He just the grass is greener somewhere else. Yeah. So
1: I, I mean, I, I do you think? Let me ask you this question, um, because I, I have thoughts on it. Uh, do you think that the NCAA is going to be more lenient in their transfer rules? Because of COVID-19.
0: Why would that be? Tell me. Tell me why. Why you think?
1: I just think because of adding the extra scholarships. And everybody seems, oh, okay. I, I tend to look at the good. I just think that, you know, they're going to have a little more sympathy and are actually going to listen. And I think people are going to take advantage of the NCA If the NCA, for lack of a better term, is showing some kind of, Sympathy or weakness. All of a sudden, so people are going to. Well, now this is the year to transfer. Well, once
0: once the Big Ten got behind the one time immediately eligible transfer waiver, yeah. Once the Big Ten or the SEC gets behind that, it's a it's a locomotive with no brakes going downhill. I mean, you're not going to the NCAA is not going to push back on that. So that's going to happen. It might as well happen right now while you're granting spring sports athletes another right. year of eligibility. Which, by the way, I support that. But we didn't talk about this last week uh, when it happened. But And everybody looked at that and goes, well, that's great. That's what should happen. And I'm of that opinion, too. That is what should happen. You should give these people who didn't get their spring sports season a chance to play. But here's the thing people uh, assume that is wrong. If I said to you, hey... Ohio State football players or Andre Wesson's gonna get another year to play basketball because he didn't get to go through the NCAA tournament. You'd say, oh great. Well, Andre Wesson's on a full scholarship. Because basketball, they get I think men get twelve and women get fourteen, the women's teams. In the spring sports, the it is extremely rare for any athlete in a spring sport, baseball, men's tennis lacrosse anything extremely rare for anybody to get a full ride so I was on a conference call last week with four spring sports coaches at Ohio State uh Amy Bacher the women's lacrosse coach who's not gotten to coach her first year she came from Stanford they canceled the season Nick Myers men's lacrosse coach Greg Beals baseball coach and Ty Tucker tennis coach so got around to my turn and I said how many of you have an athlete on a full scholarship Amy Bocker won. She has one in women's lacrosse. Mm-hmm. Nick Myers has none. Greg Beals has none. Ty Tucker has none. So yeah, when they you,
1: divide all those scholarships. They up. divide
0: them up. They divide them up. You'll get twenty percent. Nick Myers says, "I got a kid on a fifteen percent grant." All right. So if he's an in-state kid, his his scholarship or his cost of attendance at Ohio State is roughly thirty grand. If he's an out-of-state kid, his cost of attendance at Ohio State, room, board, books, is 50 grand he's getting 15 percent aid so you can say hey come on back and play and he's like yeah "Yeah, where am i going to find 35 grand to come back and play do i want to hop and pop another 35 grand on my college debt so it's not the same with these spring sport athletes when you say yeah come on back and play right a lot of them are coming back to play but it's a financial commitment for them to come back and play.
1: Yeah, I agree. They, I mean, they, you know, they. But I still think it's 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 the right thing to do. Right? It's the right
0: thing, thing to offer it. Yes. And here's yeah. the other here's the other thing well, the nobody other thing thinks
1: th- about. Can I say just add yeah. it before you go? You know, a lot of these kids then will get master's degrees yep. that come back and play, which is a good thing. Which, and, by the you know, way, aren't
0: it, the aren't the fees for a master's degree more than the fees for an undergrad?
1: Yeah, but, I mean, if that might have been their plan all along and they get to play a sport while they're doing it, I mean, I don't know. I I just think, think it's still the right thing to do, and it's up to them to make that decision on whether they want to come back and play or not play.
2: Yeah.
0: Here's the other part nobody thinks about. It wasn't just that the seniors got another year on their eligibility clock. Normally you get five years to play four. It's every spring sport athlete, every single one, gets a year added to their eligibility clock, okay? So if you're a freshman now, instead of having five years to play for, you have six to play for. Well, you've recruited a freshman class behind your current freshman class. And as Greg Beals said, he goes, I got six guys already committed to come in next year as freshmen, next spring. He goes, I'm going to recruit six more, so I'm going to have 12. He goes, so I've got, basically, you got a double freshman class, because the yeah. guys who are freshmen now stay freshmen. He goes, So my, my freshman recruiting class just doubled in size. I still only have nine spots on my lineup card.
1: Yeah, it was it's it's like a um, mandated red shirt. That's yeah. what everybody gets. It's a mandated red shirt. So
0: So it'll be and interesting I to see I, this
1: on the back yeah. end. I think it's yeah, but I, I still think it it they'll work it out. We always do. We always find ways yeah. and people get creative on how to do it and they figure it out. You know what happens and you know in the sports world. It's a very copycat world, right? Mm-hmm. In all sports, somebody's doing something unique and cool and different, and they see that it's working. Then all of a sudden, everybody jumps on that. Everybody jumps on that until so they and, and, and some then somebody will improve upon that. Then everybody jumps on that. So, it'll be uh, sports are so copycat, which is not a bad thing, by the way. No, it's just the the way it is, and it's smart. You see somebody doing something that works, and this is so true in the sports world, people start copying that stuff left and right, man. And uh, right. I, I think it'll be good, and I think they'll figure it a way that it'll be beneficial for everybody.
0: Well, people buy business books from Mark Cuban and Bill Gates. They don't buy them from guys who businesses have failed. So <laughs> borrowing successful ideas is uh, always a good idea. Uh, we hope you will patronize our official coffee sponsor, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. Their website, hemispherecoffeeroasters.com, buying direct from growers in Nicaragua and Thailand and other countries around the world. The grower gets more money. The grower then plugs that back into the local economy. They do great things in Nicaragua. They planted 51 churches, and in Thailand, they've saved 70 women from uh, what would likely be a life in human trafficking. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters will donate 20% of sales from all Spielman and Huli listeners to uh, our COVID-19 relief efforts and uh, you can also, if you choose to, use a promo code, we tackle life in all caps and get 15% off. If you just note in the comment section, I heard about you on Spielman and Hooley. They'll donate 20% uh, if you use the promo code to save money. And that's fine. If you do, uh, they'll donate 5% of sales. So, Spielman yep, and Hooley, uh, definitely, Spiels loves the coffee. So, uh, wow. you've tried a couple different blends now, correct?
1: I just had it. Yeah, I'm just getting ready to go in and get my second cup of Nicaraguan blend. I can't say the word, but I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I won't ask
0: you to spell it then. Uh, we have an email here again, and this is how you nominate people for COVID-19 relief: email us spielmanhuli at gmail dot com. This comes from Sean. I love what you guys are doing to help people in their time of need. Your humility on the show is very refreshing. I'm a huge Buckeye fan, love the sports talk, but I truly look forward to the faith talk each and every podcast. I would like to nominate my daughter Bailey for help Mm. during these difficult times. She's a kind, hardworking young lady trying to find her place in this world. She recently got laid off from both of her jobs. She was a server at a restaurant and a front desk associate at a major hotel chain. She might be embarrassed I'm nominating her, but I know she would appreciate the help. Thanks for what you do. All right, you got it, Sean. Bailey is in for sure. So uh, these are an example of the emails that we get, and uh, they are all touching. Uh, they are all uh, legit people in need, and um, we're just just hoping that, uh, you know, we can help as many people as possible.
1: Well, we're going to do this for the next 40 or next 37 weeks or whatever it is until we determine when 40 weeks is, which is going to take us to the end of January or early February next week and if you don't win this week, that doesn't mean you can't win next week or the following week over the next 30 some weeks, you're still stay entered into the, the the pool. So the magic bucket there will, where Bruce draws names out of the hats and where hopefully I'll be able to draw the names out of the hats uh, soon. Yes,
0: absolutely right. All right. So (laughs) here's, here's an email and a photo priceless. Um, From a gentleman named Chris in Honolulu, Hawaii. Aloha. He says, Aloha, Chris. I love your COVID-19 charity efforts. Always giving back to the world is huge and having faith in Christ is secret to true contentment. Uh, I'll go on down. He says, I really enjoyed the part. He says, thank you so much for being my Lions hero. I really enjoyed the part where you played offense. You'd block for running backs on short yardage for the first down or the end zone. Uh, and then he says that he lost his job at the Hilton uh, Waikiki Beach Hotel. Yeah. And uh, he says, yeah. I couldn't find a mask, so I made my own. I bleed Honolulu blue. He's got a lion's cap on, and he's got a, <laughs> some kind of a black and, black and Honolulu blue lion's bandana with the big lion across the front. It's an awesome picture, so I will... Send that out, and uh, that's a that's, that's a really awesome. cool photo. So uh, we'll enter him in the uh, drawing as well. Yes, you can nominate yourself. Why not?
1: Why not? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: all right, we um, have reached that point of the podcast where we do the faith portion. Um, what would you uh, like to share today?
1: So, when all this stuff is going on, and I'm getting frustrated yesterday with whatever struggles. Or getting frustrated in life um, kids were around and they saw me that I was irritated a little bit and asked what's the matter and I said well figure it out but I just want you to know that as we're walking through life there's there's spiritual warfare out there when you try to do something good and the closer you draw to God Satan is going to try to bring you down or try to stop something good that's a force and the thing is you just got to keep rolling through and trust God will protect you and get you through it and I know that people might be thinking man dude you're nuts. she you had a problem with eBay but I think of it as we, we everybody involved here is trying to do something good everybody knows at least my family's heart your heart our heart belongs to God So Satan is going to come after those whose hearts belong to God because that's his target and so I felt that we were under spiritual attack everybody involved with this and not I'm not saying eBay or anything just everybody involved with Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do Satan was trying to stop it but it can't be stopped and thanks to the people on on Twitter and thanks to you and everybody we were able to resolve the situation and get through it. So I just want to be alert to people. And I was talking to um, head coach, Matt Smith, special friend to number one daughter, Maddie Spielman. Excellent. Who's kind of growing and learning in his faith. And we had a conversation three weeks ago about that very topic. The closer you draw to God, Satan is going to try to bring, take you away from God. Do you believe that, Bruce? I lived it last Uh, week, brother. You know I believe it. (laughs) So, and the cool thing was that uh, I was talking to the head coach, Matt Smith, and he said to me, which I thought was really cool, he said, uh, Hey, Chris, this is what we were talking about is the closer I get to God that there's, there's going to be little spiritual attacks. Yep. But he wasn't intimidated by that at all. He was almost, and I, I don't want to speak for him, but I'm just going to give you an observation that I had. He was almost like honored and like happy to happy to take the arrows for Christ. I yeah. guess would be would be a good way to put it. You, yeah, I mean, if you can clean that up for me, I'd appreciate it. Well, the and thing have, is, we're promised well, persecution. I, okay. Yeah right right
0: people people confuse it and say we're promised prosperity no we're not
1: yeah but i just think that he he really felt like one of (laughs) like he was in the club now or something you know (laughs) yeah that makes but he wasn't sad about it you know it was almost like he wore it as a badge of honor you know i'll have to ask him about that but that's that was my observation and the other thing I wanted to speak on, and it's just this coming up is Easter Sunday and the importance of what that is. I, I hit out it early in the show, but I think it's so important that it's good for us to reflect on again that without Easter Sunday, there's no point to us having a faith segment. There's That's no right. point to a church. There's no point to praying. There's no point. Point to having a hope that is a promise of eternal life without Easter Sunday, you know. And so it's it's really important. And Easter Sunday is going to be different this year, but it doesn't change what Easter Sunday is—the uh, validation of what we believe, and more importantly, who we believe in.
0: That is so true, my friend. Um, so. I think what I have today is going to uh, mesh with what you've just talked about. and
1: um, That's cool how that usually works it's out. It's cool <laughs> how that usually
0: works out. So, we don't
1: talk about what we're going to talk about.
0: While you were troubled by eBay yesterday, uh, I was battling um, resentment, I guess, uh, because I was seeing news reports that were highly critical of Franklin Graham. Now listen, you may be highly critical of Franklin Graham. So this is gonna I'm not here to, to sell Franklin Graham to you as a great guy. I'm this is making a, a larger point. So if you're critical of Franklin Graham, don't hit the off button. Just hear me out. So Franklin Graham, if y'all don't know, is Billy Graham's son. Uh, Franklin Graham heads is an evangelist. He heads up an organization called Samaritan's Purse. They go around the country, around the world. Yeah. They give away Christmas presents to little kids in all the countries of the world. It's a very charitable endeavor. Franklin Graham, uh, once COVID-19 hit New York hard, marshaled the forces of Samaritan's Purse, and they do this in cases of natural disasters, tornadoes, hurricanes. They'll go right to the place of, uh, of the event, and they'll minister. They'll set up hospitals. They'll bring clothing, food, everything. Whatever people need, they bring it. Um, so he set up a hospital in Central Park to care for, to, to offer... Uh, you know, step into the breach while New York's hospitals are overrun. They brought their own doctors, blah, blah, blah. So last week I started seeing news reports uh, that uh, Franklin Graham, and it was portrayed in the headlines, uh, anti-gay bigot opens hospital in <laughs> Central Park. And uh, look, uh, if you want to say Franklin Graham is anti-gay, I mean, I suppose that's one way you could phrase it. Does Franklin Graham stand for uh the biblical view of uh, homosexuality? Yeah, he does. He stands for what's in the Bible. But here's what Franklin Graham doesn't do. If you're gay and you go to his hospital in Central Park, they will treat you, they will love you, they will care for you. They don't discriminate, okay? They don't discriminate. And this, to me, is the most Christ-like thing you can do because what did Jesus do? Jesus touched the lepers. Leprosy in Jesus' day was (laughs) unclean. People would shout at you as you're walking down the street. If you had the white visual uh um you know you reflected that you had leprosy it was easy to see people would shout unclean unclean everybody stay away not jesus he would touch the lepers and i don't mean gay people are lepers i just mean franklin graham goes out and he doesn't discriminate and he gets hated for it so he went on fox news or he went somewhere yesterday and he talked about look this covid 19 maybe god trying to get people's attention And you can disagree with that if you want to, and it's fine if you do disagree or you can agree. That's fine. It doesn't change the fact that he's marshalling charitable resources to go help people in need. Similarly, last week I saw Robert Kraft of the New England Patriots sent his plane to China to bring back 1.3 million N95 masks He's sending it again this week to bring 500,000 more masks to people in New York City. Uh, Not in Boston, where I'm sure they could use them as a stockpile, but in New York City where they're needed. And I don't even know if I should mention her name, but somebody who's been in the media before on ESPN and is not there anymore started this Twitter thing, well... You know Robert Kraft. Uh, uh, he's made Donald Trumps. He's a supporter of Donald Trump. So okay, so Robert Kraft's a supporter of Donald Trump. But he's, and that nullifies the good he's doing to help New York City. Look I, you don't have to like Donald Trump. You don't have to like Robert Kraft. Is it possible that Franklin Graham can be doing good things and Robert Kraft can be doing good things? and you can disagree with them on their politics and you can and you can just accept their goodness and not be divisive not be a troll not be a critic not be a could we try to as chris said earlier people talk to people could we try to get along could we not make everything as contentious as possible and just accept the kindness of other people at a time in our country where we're more apt to be kind to others? Could we just do that? Would that be so difficult?
1: I have personal experience on a much smaller level, but I have, as you know, I have gay friends, and I have friends that are atheists. And they've helped me with this little journey that you and I are on for what we're trying to do from our end. Mm-hmm. And I am so grateful um, that they, I don't judge them what they believe. I just, I don't look at it. I'm looking at it, I'm so grateful that they were willing to step up and help. I never thought of it well one of my gay friends is stepping up to help or one of my atheist friends is stepping up to help i just thought of it how cool is it that my friends my friends not a label but my friends are stepping up to help right yeah and it goes back to the my rule again that as i get older i keep adding these new rules and i think i'm just getting wiser and opening up my eyes that talking to people instead of over people. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to impose what I believe but never impose or I'm going to expose what I believe but never impose what I believe but I'm not going to judge people. I'm going to talk to people and they know what I stand for and they know what I believe and that doesn't mean that i'm not going to be their friend or as you know if if one of those friends that have a different belief system than i do would ever need my help i would be the first one there and they know that you know and that's my my actions are speaking louder than my words franklin graham's actions are speaking louder than his words robert kraft's actions are speaking louder than his words and that's how i tried to do things when when with people with a different lifestyle or di- different belief system um, I don't point out the differences I, I prefer to focus on the similarities that we have yeah that's that's helped me I don't know if it will help anybody else but I got news for you it's helped me and it, it doesn't change my belief system and I don't know if it'll change theirs or not Uh, That's their personal choice and a personal decision that they make. But I am just there uh, to do as our, seems like our podcast show verse, be on your guard, stand firm in your faith, have strength, have courage. And the last part of it is what, Bruce? Do Do everything in love. Do everything in love. Everything, not some things, everything. And that's what I try to do.
0: And the ultimate example of that, folks, is Jesus Christ, who took all the torment, (laughs) all the insults, all the physical pain, and the physical pain was nothing compared to the shame of being saddled with all of our sin in his pristine, perfect holiness and total separation from God. And he didn't do it when the the Roman centurion crammed the crown of thorns on his head. He didn't look at the guy and say, well, no salvation for you, champ. (laughs) <laughs> when they gambled over his clothes or they pounded nails into his hands, he did it for them. He made it available to every single one. And what I would say to you is Satan would love for you to float through life and never fully investigate that. And just sort of nah, it's not for me. I don't want to I don't it's not real to me, whatever. You can reject it. I would I would hate that you would reject it. I just ask if you're going to reject it, know why you are rejecting it. Don't float through life and assume everybody's wrong. Look deeply into it. And it's interesting to me, yesterday, I'm, you know, I'm a Jerry Lucas geek, so while I was investigating the best teams at Ohio State never to win a national title, I sat and I watched a 40-minute Sports Century biography on Jerry Lucas. And I did not know... Jerry Lucas, through much of his life, uh, you know, was always searching for something, meaning and memorizing things and educational this and that and the other. And finally somebody late in his NBA career gave him a Bible, and he said, you know, so I thought I better investigate this and find out what it is. And Jerry Lucas came to Christ through that, and he's found purpose and meaning in his life. So, uh, look, you may not, but at least he took the time to, to say, well, if I'm going to say no to this, I'm going to know why I say no to it. So, yeah. if you're floating through life and you weren't raised in a Christian home, or you've never been exposed to church, or you, just investigate it and know why it's not for you. Because well, there's a couple,
1: yeah, yeah. there's a couple of modern day examples, right? Uh, Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel, reporter, author, Chicago
0: Tribune, wrote a book, um, "The Case for Christ."
1: One of one of the, one of the um, people that I admire most and as my faith grew, I really studied was CS Lewis yep. and who was an atheist, I believe started out yep. as an atheist. Josh and
0: McDowell are, uh, yeah. evidence brilliant. that demands a verdict.
1: Yeah, Brilliant, brilliant people that, and, and it, when you rate, like I know, I think you tell your kids this and maybe at different points in their, in their growth, but, you know, I've told all my kids now because my youngest is 17, and I say this: Hey, don't take my faith. Make your faith your own. Because you your can't. Own. Nobody else's yeah.
0: faith can get you into heaven. God wants a personal relationship with you. You have. To, yeah. It's a personal thing. You're not in because your parents were believers.
1: Yeah, I, I tell them that you're you're you make that choice. I'm not making that choice for you. Here's the one thing I advise, though. I know you know what you believe, but the question you need to ask yourself is why you believe it. Yep. And that that's, I think, what you're saying and what we're encouraging is, you know, it's not our job to tell you what to believe. Our job is to tell you why you believe what you believe, whether you believe in it or not. Just know why. That's the great point, Bruce. Just know why you believe it.
0: Yep. That's right. So we'll leave you with that today. Uh, we are uh, hopeful that you'll email us someone's name, your own name, whatever, to uh, get in our COVID-19 relief fund. And uh, we're glad that eBay is uh, no longer viewing you as a threat. <laughs> <laughs> and I,
1: I just say, it was all beautiful, man. All we did was sit down and talk and worked our problem out. That's it fantastic. It worked out great. And they're also going to donate to the uh, Spielman Fund at some time in the future because that fight. Continues.
0: Yes, it does, and I'll be—I'll uh, have a better idea on Wednesday what I'm putting up for auction. Some Buckeye stuff, some other stuff. We'll get—we'll uh, get a little bit of money added to the pool, and we'll keep going, keep rolling toward the goal of forty thousand dollars. Thanks everybody for listening, Spiels. You be well. Hopefully, we'll be back together in another uh, week or so from the uh, hinterlands. I, I, although your yeah. gas budget's gone seriously down since you and
1: I started I social distancing. I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Not. Oh. I, I miss I missed the Huly Manor. I missed the Hinterlands. It was kind of like my mornings. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, I and miss I you too. Pay, and I gotta pay for my own Diet Coke, which is another problem.
0: <laughs> oh well, I hope I have enough to hold out. I can't get into Costco now without waiting for an hour outside. <laughs> All right, you have a great one. Everybody else have a great one. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday, the We Tackle Life podcast.